listening to Your Bright Future, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school, where we share tips and tools to build a bright future for our students. Welcome to Your Bright Future with the Lava Ridge Counselors. I'm Mr. LD. And I'm Mrs. J. We're always so happy to have you. This is going to be an exciting, fun, loving, heart-filled episode. Yep, we're coming up on Valentine's Day as we record this. Um, depending on when you listen, we may have passed it or, or just maybe coming up to it. But um, Valentine's is always a really fun time here at Lava Ridge. The sixth and seventh grade kids, you know, this is our first experience with, um, you know, crushes. And mm-hmm, I mean, some mm-hmm. of them start a little earlier. I hate to think <laughs> of that. But it's true. They, they get some cr- good crushes going. And we do some fun activities at school to kind of recognize kids and friendships and and they often come with all kinds of uh, stuffed animals mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. crazy flowers and candy and all kinds of stuff. One year, I remember my the entire office just looked like a florist uh, boutique. <laughs> because of the office, stuff. we held them for them. Yeah, we the held all this. You know, you can't have them carrying it from class to class. So they were the whole office was just full of stuff. But That's it's true. a fun time, and so because of the you know love in the air, we thought maybe it would be fun to touch on the concept of love in our family lives and and how it can help kids and how it can benefit kids and help them to grow to be their best selves. For sure. For sure. And, and it could be kind of a squishy subject, right? It could kind of be uncomfortable and, and depending on your family and how often you talk about it and explicitly, you know, use those words, but it really, you know, and we're counselors, so we're kind of biased toward this stuff, but I think nothing is more important because if you think about any of us, who, when we're being totally honest, doesn't want to be just loved and accepted and cherished for who they are? You know, every mm-hmm. every single human, and some of us have, you know, scars on our heart and have kind of had, you know, tough things in their lives where they kind of shy away from that stuff. But every human, every person, every mammal, really, if you kind of want to get biological about it, we, we need those relationships. That's where we find meaning. That's where we find, you know, our, our support systems through tough times. We, we all need that love and support. And, and, and so we wanted to take an episode where we could kind of just dive into how we could kind of communicate that. And, and the two things we kind of wanted to dig into today is, is first, how we could show our, our kids, our sons and daughters, how we love them. And second, how we could help them learn and, and grow in loving themselves and, and being kind to themselves. Yeah, and these things don't always come naturally. Some of us have, like you say, scars on our heart mm-hmm. or just the way our families were raised or we, you know, the, the different traditions and things that we're used to. Sometimes it's not an easy thing. But the first thing you can do, I think, to show love is just say it, right? Yeah, to say yeah. I love you. That's those three little words. They mean a lot to people. And, and depending on whether your family said that a lot growing up, it might be a challenge to you to learn to say that. For you know, sure. I came in from a family that it was said often and mm-hmm. a lot and... Uh, but even still, my husband says it a lot to me, like way more than I probably <laughs> say it to him. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just there's a balance and your kids hear you saying those words and, and that determines how comfortable they are with the words yeah. and, and what they see and what that means. So but that's a good place to start is, you know, just starting to express that emotion through words. Mm-hmm. And if you feel love towards your children, if you feel love towards another fellow human, you know, to just express that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think often. Whenever we have those feelings of gratitude or love, it's not a bad idea to express it. I, I mean, think in your own life. Obviously, when you're like, you know, maybe a teenager and dating, having those crushes, there were some bad experiences. But but as grownups, in, in sincere, 
you know, just warmth and, and positive feelings towards somebody. It, I can't think of a time in my life when I've expressed my gratitude or caring or, or love, uh, to use that word, and regretted it, you know? Right. Or even receiving that, you know, no, you, for you sure. never feel bad when someone's giving you that honest emotion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It always makes you feel better and, and feel like connected. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, another thing you do is just show kind deeds to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And smile each other, compliment each other, give mm-hmm. each other uh, those good thoughts when you're having them. You know, anything you can do to turn the love that you're feeling into action yeah. is always a great place to start as well for sure and then you've heard probably of the love languages um famous book and Mm -hmm, i can't remember mm -hmm. the author's name yeah yeah but he talks about how we each express our love in a different language and so he identified five of them i'm sure there could be more Mm -hmm. or less or maybe combinations or you know many different things but um the five that he identified are words of affirmation where words really mean a lot to you. Acts of service is another where you serve each other or or you like to have people perform service for you. Gifts Mm -hmm. is the third quality time and physical touch. Mm -hmm. And so his premise was that, you know, the way you express love comes in one of these languages and that it's helpful for the people in your life to understand what language you're speaking so that they know that if you're giving a gift (laughs) and your language is gifts, your love language is gifts, then that's you expressing your love Mm -hmm, to them. mm -hmm. Right. Same thing with physical touch. Like if you, if you express love through physical touch and your partner wants to hold hands with you or you rub back, you know, give Mm -hmm, you a back mm -hmm. rub or a quick kiss on the cheek or something, that is how they express love. And so it's useful because sometimes we don't speak the same language. Very true. Very true. (laughs) Right. Like my love language, I think I would probably say is probably gifts and service. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My husband is more words of affirmation and physical touch, (laughs) but because I know that about him, I can try to speak his language. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can try to spend more time with him, say kinder things. I can, express those things physically um, and same thing with him and me he can he knows that he can give me gifts and and that touches my heart that's yeah, my sure. way of expressing that so there's lots of ways you can find out what your love language is you can go online mm-hmm. you can give your kids quizzes to see what their love language <laughs> are you know there's lots of things and it's fun it's kind of fun to know those little labels and be able to put them on yourself so that you can uh know yourself a little bit better and know your kids a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just helpful to know what kinds of things your family prefers and your kids, you know, what, what is it that they're like? And this is just one way of maybe identifying some of those things so that you can give them the things that they need and what they want. No, for sure. And speaking their language. I like what, how you said that, that sometimes we speak different languages. If, you, if your kid does not love physical touch, you know, and you're constantly trying to show your love through giving them a big hug or, or scratching their back or whatever, you know, maybe revisit that a yeah. little bit. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually like your husband. My, my big ones are quality time and physical touch. And those aren't necessarily my wife. So, yeah, you know, exactly. but learning to communicate and work that way where, where my boys, you know, and they're, they're young where the, you know, what six, three and one year old boys don't want that quality time and attention. Right. So that's easy for me at this point, but as they get older, kind of at that intermediate age and older, I'll have to learn, you know, what they really do want with that. 
Um, uh, time, especially, yeah. is another way to show your love, right? For like sure. You show for your, sure. Your, your time and attention, the things you focus on, the things you pay attention to, are often the things you care about. And mm-hmm. kids pick up on that very easily. And they recognize that if you're spending a lot of time on your phone or if you're spending a lot of time watching sports on TV, but not giving them a lot of time and attention, that that sends a different message yeah. than the love that we want them to see, right? So it's just a good idea to kind of pay attention to the things that you're giving your time and attention to so that and make sure that your kids and your family members and the people that are important to you are getting a lot yeah, of that from they, you. they can see that, right? Yeah. I, I recently read a book that I highly recommend. It's just a good parenting book. It's called Good and Signed by Dr. Becky Kennedy. Um, but one idea that she had in that book, she she calls it P&P. But really, you could name it anything you want. But I like the PNP idea and what that stands for in her example is play no phone. But she kind of outlines, you know, five steps for it that essentially give it a name and be explicit about it. That this time is for me to be with you, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And, and, and with no phones, no screens. Um, limited to 10 to 15 minutes, you know, just be a short, short thing. And, and this is something ideally that you're doing almost daily, right? You know, at least multiple times a week. Um, the third step for that, no phones, no screens, no siblings, no distractions. And, and many times we have multiple children in our house, but that's, you know, 10, 15 minutes per child. We could do that, you know, in multiple days a week. Um, Four, let your child pick the play. This is key. So this is, you know, what, whatever, let them lead the way, though. This is their time with you where you're just giving them time and attention. You're not being distracted by your phones um, or TV or whatever, but you're there. And let them lead. Allow them to be in the spotlight. You know, it could just be visiting or talking. It could be going on a walk with your dog. It could be playing um, a sport with them, throwing a ball around. And in and, and, and my family, sometimes screens are included. Like my son loves playing like Madden with me, and, and we talk the whole time. But, but again, you want it to make child-centered. If you're playing video games with your child and, you know, there's not much interaction going on between you, that's probably not the best choice, but you want it to be a lot of back and forth with it to you. But my wife and I have been trying this in our house and it's been pretty great. And and again, we're explicit that we're, all right, this is your time and they get our attention and and they love it. And Mm -hmm. and my, my boys are a little younger than intermediate age, but I, I can't imagine a child of any age would, you know, balk at that, you know, yeah. maybe at first when they're used to being solitary or whatever, they're yeah. gonna be like, what are you doing? This is weird. But, but once they kind of get over that hurdle, who doesn't want that extra time and attention without any distractions? Yeah, absolutely. I think kids can think it's weird, but they love it. Like mm-hmm. once they realize that you're, they are getting you and that it's going to be just that time to bond and to get to know each other, then I think that they, there's no way that they would say no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads us to the shared activities, interests and hobbies. So, you know, not, we don't always share all of the same activities and interests and hobbies. In fact, some of the things that my kids have been into over the years have been kind of weird. And <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, why do you like that? But showing an interest in those things mm-hmm. and just kind of asking questions and, you know, trying to figure out what they like about it, what they see in it. Like those are important things that help you to, you don't, you don't have to love what they love. Yeah. Um, in fact, I saw a thing not too long ago on, it was either on social media or in a TV interview that I was watching, but there was a mom who was really kind of against her son playing this particular video game. And she was like, so I was just always fighting with him mm-hmm. and I was always having these, you know, big conversations about, you just need to stop. And one time she decided that she was going to play with him mm-hmm. so that she could kind of understand 
understand, like, what does he see in this mm-hmm. game? And she said, as she was playing and asking questions, kind of like you with Madden, right? You're mm-hmm. talking. And she's like, I started to see the point to it. Like, I started to see what he saw in it and, and some ways that it could actually help him and improve him. And she said, plus it improved our relationship because once I saw, like, what it was all about, I stopped oh. giving him such a hard time about yeah, it. And yeah. so, you know, those kinds of things. And I'm sure she wasn't playing the video game, like, every day sure, for sure. the rest of her life. But she had that experience and she was willing to ask questions and to reach out about it. And, and I do that. My, my son is autistic and he has a lot of high interests, you Mm -hmm. know, those special interests that sometimes they get. And, um, and so I will just ask him questions about the things that I do not understand, but he (laughs) loves to tell me about it. Like he loves to talk to you about it and he'll talk for hours about some of those things. And so it's nice to just connect on that level. And then it's also nice to be able to share some of the things that you love and enjoy with your kids and your family. No, I, I love that. And, and, and again, who doesn't want that, right? You know, we all have our different interests and hobbies and, and when somebody is showing sincere interest in them, not because they, you know, love whatever you love, but because they love you. Yeah. Right. And, and they just want to give you that care and get to know that side of you better and why you're into that. That That's that so great. And sometimes you do start to share that interest. I mean, for years and years, my husband and I have both been uh, Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking around my office right now, you see I got baby Yoda everywhere. But, yeah. um, but this same child that I'm talking about never really was into Star Wars. He never really loved it. But just recently, he started getting into Star Wars mm. and he's been watching the trilogies and he's been, you know, asking questions. Oh, that's and cool. It's been fun. It's been fun to see us be able to bond over that, like, shared common interest. And yeah, shared see. fandoms and yeah, things like that. It's, so it's I I have a lot of students. I'm a big Zelda nerd. It's a video game series, if you don't know. And and often kids will have that because their mom or dad were into mm-hmm. it, you know, and you kind of share those interests, which, which I love, you know, and you're connecting with them on that. It's, yeah. it's, and the big thing, again, the relationship is the most important thing. You know, the how you get there, it really doesn't matter. But the big thing is that you're, you as the parent are putting forth the effort. Yeah. And one thing you can do is to kind of think back to your own childhood and some of the things that you found interesting when you were a kid and, and just that kind of wonder at life and just kind Mm -hmm. of try to remember what it was like to be a child, especially, you know, a a Mm preteen or a new teenager and just kind of open yourself up to that kind of wonder and awe and share that with Mm -hmm. the people around you and try to remember and reminisce about those things. I think that can be a good a thing to share with the kids for sure and and what didn't work for you too That's also true. right you know yeah, to think absolutely. back oh when my dad did this it just annoyed me or it drove me crazy and sometimes we f- find ourselves falling into the repeating that behavior <laughs> and, and so that's true. something maybe we could curb a little bit right or, or ask our kids hey i find myself doing this like grandpa is that is that do you like that or is that cool or not and 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 have some give and take and some humor humor always goes a long way absolutely. too i think um all right, so that I think that's a good little bow on and showing love. And and of course, like I said, it really doesn't matter how you're doing it. It's just putting forth the effort. And and time and attention are the big things. Yeah. And 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 just being there with your child. Absolutely. And it's something you can grow into as well. Like if you find that it's uncomfortable or it's not going so well or the kids kick back at mm-hmm. it or something, you know, just keep persisting because you'll get better at it. They'll get used to it. They'll get, you know, it'll be something that becomes more natural over time. So yeah. it's worth the effort. It's worth the giving it a try. For sure. All right. The, the kind of second section on our theme of love is, is helping kids love themselves. And, and that, and you could also think of that like self-esteem, self-confidence, but so often I, I'd say as a counselor, and I'm sure you agree, Tanya, is one of the common things that comes up is, uh, is, is just kids 
being so hard on themselves and kind of yes. having a negative self-concept. And, and honestly, in the world we live with social media and so many other things that just are bombarding us. I mean, just the whole advertising industry, for example, one of the big ploys they use is to teach us we're incomplete without their product, whatever yeah. that is. And, and so often, boys and girls, but I'd say more often girls, in my experience, that really, really can struggle with that in the face of social media and these things. But boys and girls both need this to, to be taught to them. And, and of course, we as counselors try to do that, but, but you as parents have by far the most impact with helping kids to kind of have that higher self-confidence, that self-love. And, and we just have a few tips for you to kind of do that. And, and I think one big thing, just overarching theme to tease out, sometimes it's easy to say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give my kid a big head, you know, they're, they're great, but they don't need to think they're better than everyone else or the, the best at this. And, and, and again, that's not quite what it is. It's just seeing that they're good that they're lovable, that they're worthwhile, that they're they're important, right? And and that's very different than just be having a big head or being cocky. Um, and and I think focusing on themselves or or yourself rather than comparing, you know, compare uh, a cliche you often hear, but I think so true. Compare and despair, right? You know, you don't need to tell your tell your kids you're so much better than all those other kids. You just say you're so wonderful. Yeah. Right. You know, there, there's so much more power there when you just kind of focus on that. I think coming at it from a strength based focus oh, I love right? that. and just I love looking that. at your child's strengths and letting them know what their strengths are instead of looking at the deficits. Because I think that's what happens when we look at Instagram or social media or any of those places where we're comparing and mm-hmm. despairing is that we're looking at all of our shortcomings and weaknesses sure, and that's sure. where the focus tends to be. But we all have strengths. All Every student that I have comes into my office, you know, if they're down on themselves, we sit and we talk about, like, well, what are some things that are going right? What are some things that you're good at? What are some things that you love? And you can always, always get to those strengths. And so I think if you come at it from that perspective and remind your kids about it, then that's going to be, that's going to help them to develop that habit too of like looking for the positive strengths in their lives rather than focusing on what's lacking. No, I, I love that. And, and honestly, that helps our relationship too. Sometimes my six-year-old pushes my buttons and all I see are the annoying mm-hmm. negative things. But yes, coming from the strengths, he also has so many strengths and so many good things about him and reminding myself and helping me focus on those in him. That doesn't mean we ignore and, and totally disregard the things he needs to work on, but come from the strengths. I, I love that. Um So as so often, you know, modeling this is so important. You know, how do you treat yourself, especially in front of your children? And and I'm guilty of this sometimes. I can be very self-critical and unkind to myself and just how I talk and focus on my own weaknesses um, in a negative way, which, again, what am I modeling for my boys? Mm -hmm. You know, that that's kind of how you talk about yourself and how you treat yourself. And, and so I try to curb that. And, and at the same time, I want to be clear, it can be useful and, and good lesson to talk about your weaknesses and how you're working on them in a positive way, not beating yourself up, not, not you know, totally dragging yourself through the mud, but saying, oh, yeah, I need to work on that. And this is what I'm kind of trying to do, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that could be very instructive. Obviously, in measure, you don't want to just tell your kids all your weaknesses, you know, no well, kid no, And then that. if you do have a weak moment where you do get down on yourself or you see that you kind of make that mistake in front of them, then even just processing through it on the other side and say, oh, you know what, I probably should have 
been kinder to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I probably should have not just focused only on those bad things because there's lots of good things in my life too. And you can process them through, you know, some of your inner thoughts, but let them see you work mm-hmm. through that process and come around and recognize that you made a mistake. And, and that's all good modeling mm-hmm. for them as well. For sure, for sure. This, this is one that you've probably heard before, but I, I think it's good to revisit. Compliment the right way. And, and this is one... We've all, every one of us has been guilty of this, but we, we compliment on, you know, uh, for example, you know, you're so pretty, you're so smart, you're so strong, you're so, you know, good job on that. A. Even you're the best. Yep, Sometimes you're the best. You're or, the best. You're so great. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so instead, and, and those aren't bad things, right? It's much better for a kid to hear those positive things than nothing or negativity. But but instead, the kind of gold standard, I think, is better to praise effort or curiosity or intellect. One, one thing in that same book, The Good Inside, that a tip she really liked or presented that I really liked is instead of saying, like, good job on that test or good job on that art piece, you say, I'm looking at my video, how did you think to do that? Right, and and you're getting them to kind of think how they get there, and you're kind of focusing on their effort or their creativity or where whatever it is, and and you know, because so often, and going back to the you're so pretty or you're so smart, if a kid that's been told they're so smart their whole lives gets their first F on a t- test, that could be very detrimental to them. We, we, you and I have both dealt with that, where yeah. kids are losing part, and they're like, I'm not smart anymore, you know? Yeah. And and that's, or, or you know, you're so pretty, and the first person tell, says something kind of mean to them, or they get for their first pimple, you know, and then, then they just fall apart because they kind of lose mm-hmm. that kind of self-confidence that is, is based on, you know, less important or things they can control. Yeah. And I think that takes practice as a parent because it doesn't come for sure at all. You know, you have to really kind of dig a little bit deeper to think of those things to say, you worked really hard on that. How did that feel? Those kinds of things where they're, they're just taking it a little bit deeper and making them think a little bit through, you know, a little bit harder about the good things Mm -hmm. that they did, which I think is fantastic. No, I, yeah. As a parent with young kids myself, I, it's a, it's a struggle, you know, it's, it is much easier to say, oh, good job. Oh, you're so smart, you know, but, but again, and that's not bad. I don't think you're ruining your kids. Yeah. 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 Those things, but it is nice to bring their attention more. Yeah. So, so keep those, but just add some more in-depth, you know, compliments as you get into that. Um, another one is ask them how they feel about themselves, you know, especially, I mean, not out of the blue, if they're seeming life's great and everything, but maybe if they're kind of seem like they've been struggling or, or, or just kind of sad lately, when you're kind of talking and connecting with them, you could ask, you know, how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel, you know, what's going on inside your head about you? Mm-hmm. And, and kids... You know, in my experience, and obviously we're counselors, so we kind of get a different side, but they can be brutally mean and honest to themselves, right? And yes. and, and kind of helping them. We're hardest on ourselves. For sure, for else. sure. That, we talked in another podcast about that voice inside yeah, of us that yeah. kind of is mean and talks, you know, says things we would never say to someone else. So mm-hmm. and, and, and you could be there, again, that non-judgmental listening ear, and also kind of push back on that in a loving way, of course, you yeah. know, if they say, oh, I'm so ugly and fat and stupid and nobody likes me, you just say, oh, I'm so sorry to hear you feel that way. You want to hear what I think about you? You know, and then you could share, you, you know, no, I think you're the most amazing kid, that you're beautiful, that I, I know you're likable and you work hard and you're a kind person, yeah. you know, and, and you kind of just help them see those positive signs. Yeah. 
I think by and large that this topic of love is something that we all really want to be good at. Mm -hmm. We want to Mm -hmm. show it. We feel it all the time. We feel it towards our families, our kids. One of the things that I talk to about here in my office very often, you know, because kids will come in and they'll be down on themselves. Obviously, they're, you know, school's not going well. Something happened at home. And I remind them, you know, your family loves you. Mm -hmm. You they're your biggest fans. They're your biggest supporters, you know, talk to your parents, talk to them, you know? And so if you can adopt a couple of these things to just make those communications and that bond a little bit stronger, you know, that's only going to elevate your family. It's only going to bring your kids, you know, make them more secure and more, um, feel more loved. And I think all of that is just so fantastic. And yeah. it's going to be kind of like icing on the cake. Cause we already know that, mm. that you all love your kids yeah, right? Yeah. and they love you, but all these things are just going to help to take it just a little bit higher, a little bit deeper and just create that bond. That's a little bit stronger. No question. And, and again, never hesitate to reach out towards us. And, and, and we acknowledge that could be kind of awkward and uncomfortable. Like, Oh, I need help to show my kids. I love them. But it, acknowledge that all of us need to improve in this. You know, yes. like, like you just said, Tanya, we're, we're all doing our best and every one of us could use some support and, and improvement in this area. I, you know, we, we don't claim to be uh, the best in the world at this by any means, but it's something that we work to improve, you know, with our own families. And, and, and we know that's true for all of you. But, but again, put your, the time and attention and, and explicitly let kids know you love them. And that's why you're doing certain things for them. I, I think that's the big thing. Um, all right. Well, thank you for listening to for, again this week. We always yeah. love to have you. We love to have you. Yeah, join there you in, go. Right? There you go. And we love to hear from you. Uh, however, that happens, come in and see us. Send us an email. We'd love to hear feedback from you. Um, we want to wish you a good, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, are always, always want to remind you how much we love your kids mm-hmm. because we think they're amazing. And we love working them, and we thank you for trusting us to do that. No question. Next episode, we're going to kind of follow up this with a more kind of dive deep. An idea uh, you've probably heard of, emotional or relationship bank accounts. It's a theme we we hit on with students a lot and kind of just share that from a parent perspective. So look forward to that next time. And as always, feel free to share our podcast. We love that. And if you ever have questions or comments, hit us up. All right. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you.